Helping your child feel loved is an essential ingredient to helping them succeed in life. I'm John Fuller with Dr. Danny Huerta, who leads our parenting team here. And Danny, I'm sure that in your counseling practice, you have dealt with a lot of discouraged kids Mm -hmm. who feel like, you know what? My parents set a bar this high. I can't meet it. I give up. And those are well-intended parents, right? They want the very best for their kids. They want them to achieve well, to get the very best they can in life. And you're right. It's usually the high-achieving, critical, task-focused parents that inadvertently cause this idea that I can never measure up. I remember this one uh, very particular high-achieving dad uh, where the son said, I, I can never measure up to my dad. He's, he does great at his, at his job. He takes on anything and does very, very well. He just saw his dad as pretty much perfect. Mm-hmm. And then when he, when he tried to, to achieve in whatever, his grades or sports, his dad would come back with, hey, that's good, son, but here's something you can do to improve. Mm-hmm. And it was just never enough. And it was good for that dad to begin to learn how to love his son well, to let him know how to grow in a healthy way. I wonder if your kids are feeling like they can't hit the bar. It's never good enough. If so, you're going to be encouraged, I think, by what Dr. Gary Chapman had to share because our kids are going to mess up. Our response is critical, and Dr. Chapman has some really helpful ideas on how to deal with that. You mentioned the idea of love and your kids feeling loved. I think we struggle, especially in the Christian community, um, unconditional love. I think only Jesus could deliver that, you know, really, (laughs) if we're honest about it, because there's always a bit of performance involved, especially with our kids, and we don't want to be there, and we're taught by great thinkers like yourself, but, you know, mm, another D, and how do we not damage our kids and motivate them and show them unconditional love, maybe in a tender place in our own heart that it's hard for us to do? Yeah. Because your performance reflects upon me. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, I think with words, we have to recognize we want to affirm them for effort, not for perfection. Hmm. I remember a 13-year-old young man was in the hospital with ulcers, stomach ulcers, and I was asked to go visit him. In the context, I said to him, how do you and your dad get along? And he said, I don't ever please my father. And I said, can you give me an example? He said, well, if I make a B on the report card, my father will say, you should have made an A, boy. You're smarter than this. And later in the conversation, he gave me another example. He said, if I mow the grass on Saturday, my dad will say, you didn't get under the bushes. Can't you see the grass under the bushes? Mm. Mm. And he said, when I play ball, if I make a double, my father will say, you should have made a triple out of that, boy. You got to learn how to run. Well, I'm glad I didn't have that dad because I couldn't hit the ball. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow. No, but that's I, I, knew, sad. I knew what his father was trying to do. He yeah. was trying to motivate him to give his best, whatever it was. But do you understand what the son was hearing? Yeah. I don't ever please my father. Mm. So the, let, me, let me ask you, Gary, as a dad, and I think dads struggle with this more than moms, um, how do we dial that back? How do we consciously grab that? Because those are probably patterns that we learned as kids too, yeah. especially boys. I think like so. this young man. Yeah. He may repeat that with his kids. Yeah, if he doesn't learn it. Right. You know. And so what I'd say is this. Look, if the child brings home a B and you think they should have made an A, that's the day to praise them for the B. Yay, son, a B. That's good. It's next week that you say, you know, last week your report card, you made a B on this. I bet you could make an A. 
let's try this, you know. What do we so, need to do? Yeah, yeah. Now, some parents have said to me, yeah, that's okay if they made a B, but what if they made a D? Right. Hmm. And I say, well, a D is better than a D minus. <laughs> Son, you made that's a D. Uh, that's good, you know. Uh, and then we talk about let's make it better. Yeah. And the time to point out the grass under the bushes is not the day they mowed the grass. That's the day you praise them for the grass that's mowed. I think another good uh, parenting skill to develop is hearing from your child's perspective. What is your child going to hear when you say you miss the grass under the bushes, yeah. right? Yeah. If you can empathize with that a little bit, that might yeah. dial down that perfection that we may even mistakenly be expressing. Yeah. Yeah. And this is, boy, this is love languages, but this is really every parent needs to be dialed in right now to hear what you're saying, because our words mean so much to our kids. Danny, there are probably people thinking, I didn't get any encouragements, none, nothing from my parents growing up. It was always how I, ca- I fell short. I messed up. I, I didn't really hit the standards. So how do I now parent my own kids without repeating that which was imprinted on me as a kid? The first step is just noticing that you tend to go there. That's your tendency because of the culture you lived in. But you get to set the culture for your home, and you get to decide, what is it that I want to give to my kids? What would I have wanted? And now you can give that as a gift, and you can have a life-giving culture in your home. So, so I don't have to be bound to what I grew up with. You don't. And I would start with just some words of encouragement to your kids. You can start listing those out on a refrigerator. Ask your kids, hey, what what are some words that really motivate you, that bring life to you? And become a student of your kids in that sense. Hmm. And then begin to create a culture one step at a time. It's not going to be perfect right off the bat. You'll probably be critical in moments. Notice those and take life-giving reproof back. Yeah. If your spouse says, hey, uh, you kind of are going to the critical side again. You mean like my wife said just a couple of days ago? (laughs) Yes, and take that in and say, yeah, you're right. Let's create a life-giving culture in this home. This is what I want to do instead. And uh, step into that. It's going to be fun for you to do it. Now, I'm going to ask a rhetorical question. There isn't a one-size-fits-all, right? I mean, I imagine Mm -hmm. even for the two kids that you and Heather have raised, they have kind of different words that give them life. Absolutely, John. My kids are different in the ways that they receive that. And my son, I give him observations of what I've seen him do well in detail. Hmm. With my daughter, I come up and give her a hug and will tell her, man, I just love being your dad. That's what she loves to hear from me in in those words. And uh, just know your kids, are each one's going to be different and you will be imperfect in the way you bring life the fact that you're leaning into it is already life-giving to your family. Mm. Well, for follow-up, we do encourage you to get a copy of the book by Dr. Gary Chapman, The Five Love Languages of Children. It is a terrific resource. I'd say it's one of the top 10 resources that I've seen in terms of my own parenting. Um, We're making that book available today for a one-time gift or a monthly pledge of any amount to the Ministry of Focus on the Family. Donate today as you can, and we'll send a copy of that book to you as our thank you for joining the support team. And it might be that you're struggling with some past hurts because you didn't come from an encouraging family. Please know that our counseling team is here. Donors make it possible for them to give you a call back, have a quick conversation with you, pray with you, uh, give you some uh, ideas on resources and maybe even uh, some helpful uh, tips on finding somebody to have an ongoing counseling relationship with in your own area. 
They're a phone call away. It's 800, the letter A, and the word family. Again, call and ask to speak to one of our counselors, 800, the letter A, and the word family. We'll continue with more from Dr. Chapman next time. For now, I'm John Fuller, and on behalf of Dr. Danny Huerta and the entire team, thanks for joining us for the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast.